Good morning, church. It is indeed a joy to be in the house of God and to connect connected together online. Amen. However you are joining us this morning, we are thrilled that you have chosen to spend some time with us as we worship God together. Let's start with our traditional greeting. May the peace and grace of the risen Christ be with you. Welcome to Pendleton Center United Methodist Church. My name is Scott. I'm one of the pastors here. We have an exciting morning because we're going to be celebrating a baptism in addition to continuing our sermon series called Quest, The Awakened Traveler. Pastor Kathy has a great message for us this morning. So if you are looking forward to hearing a word, today's a day for you. So a few announcements before we get started with our worship time. First, I want to update folks on the Lord's Prayer Bible study. We're going to be starting in a couple of weeks. Several people have expressed interest in it, and that's great. Um, the morning class is packing up pretty quickly. There's no limit, but I just want everybody to know that we have quite a few people signed up for the morning. The evening class, I've only had one person confirmed for. So if you're interested in the evening class or being in the online group, please make sure you let me know about that because we want to make sure we have folks to, to run that. Um, the other piece is look in your bulletin for more information about Catch the Spirit. Great opportunity for learning and development for all folk in the church across our district. So please look at that information as well. And now we want to talk about our October or our fall fish fries. And so I'm going to ask Carl to come up and share a little information about that. The sun's out, so it's fall. No. Um, might seem a little early uh, to be talking about fall fish fries, um, especially with the nice weather, a little bit of rain. But uh, um, as many of you know, Elizabeth and I will be spending our winter in Arizona. So we've had to move the fall fish fry up a little bit, a couple weeks, instead of being between Columbus Day and Halloween. This year, the first one will be on uh, September 30th, and then October 7th and 14th. I'm going to have sign-up sheets next week, but in the meantime, I'll be contacting people or someone they could, you can contact me. Um, just uh, email me or call me on the phone. But like I said, I'll be reaching out, as I usually do, just to get a feel for, for uh, what kind of volunteers we're going to have. Um, I hope that's not an inconvenience to people. But uh, um, it, uh, the circumstances dictated. Um, and like I said, we're going to be leaving at the end of October, which means I will not be here for the Lenten fish fry. So we are looking for a person or persons to take over my responsibilities, at least in the spring. I'll be back hopefully next fall to do this. But... Uh, um, we're looking for, for people, there's different areas as far as the things that I do. I've already had a couple people come to me and say, sure, I'll help out doing maybe Friday morning, but um, we need someone, to, all the prep work that would go into it, you know, making sure we have staffing and things like that, um, ordering, I mean, certain things I can still do from from far away and, and help out. And I'm sure Mary will be available to an extent to help out as well, as, as we know she's leaving soon too. Um, and then someone to kind of 
run things, be kind of in charge on Friday. But as, as the people that work on Friday know, I'm not really in charge on Friday. I just kind of, I'm just kind of get out of the way on Friday kind of thing. When something bad goes wrong, it's, you know, Carl, it's your fault. Come and, come and fix it. When everything's going well, it's everyone else is doing, doing everything great. So, but that's, that's, that's been perfect. It's always worked out well. Um, before I started coming here, the fish fry was pencil center. That's all I knew. And then I knew that we had a fish fry and we had a pastor with a dynamic message. And now we have fish fries and pastors with dynamic messages. Things have changed. Uh, we've been through a lot the last two and a half years or so. And we're in this rebuilding process that hopefully we're all in, in, in this hall together. That's what, that's what a church is. That's what this community is. Um, the fish fries are really our most visible outreach. Um, so many of our ministries go out into the community. It's the one where people come here. They come here to be with us and to fellowship with us and hopefully come to stay with us and worship with us. So it's, uh, it's always been fulfilling to me to, to, to see all those people and to, and to fellowship with them and talk with them and, and, and show them who we are and, uh, and what we have to offer spiritually, community-wise. Um, Actually, I left my notes at home, so I was scribbling this in the kitchen this morning, so um, from memory. Um, and how, how the fish fries will be a, an important part of our rebuilding process to get, to get us up to where, you know, maybe we're not going to be what we were 10 years ago, but, but uh, to bring more people in, because we know that that's, we know what it's like to have a, a people full here and, and, uh, and enough people to, to do our ministries and, and carry out these things. And as Steve said last week, um, the fish fry obviously helps out with our finances as well. Um, my motto has always been, if you could do just one. Now I think I might be asking a little bit more of all of us. But that's what our church community is. That's what we've shown each other, and that's who we can always be. So thank you. And again, we all thank Carl for this great leadership as he's done this. So if you can think of a new way or an additional way you can step up to help the fish fry, please do so. There are several other announcements in the bulletin. Please make sure you give time and attention to each one as there are multiple opportunities for you to grow and serve. For now, let's open our hearts as we prepare to worship God together. Good morning, everyone, and good morning to everyone online. It's been on my heart since a friend of mine posted something on Facebook this week, knowing what our sermon series was. It comes from Psalm 32, verse 7. You are my hiding place. You shall preserve me from trouble. You shall surround me with songs of deliverance. I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. 
I'm going to invite you to stand this morning as we open with goodness of God and 10,000 reasons.
Good morning. I'm Kathy Stengel, one of the pastors here, and I am so glad to see you. I want you to picture yourself for just a moment having more than one thing on your mind. Is that a hard pitch? If you think about, I don't know how many years ago now, when Katrina landed on the shore of Louisiana and sent New Orleans just flat to the ground. We went there and worked on a house that had to be gutted in order for the older couple who owned the house to get their insurance money to build a new house. So we weren't there to fix it, we were there to strip it. This is one of the things that we found in the house. We asked, you want it? No. Well, it fit in my suitcase. (laughs) And I didn't steal it. When we have more than one thing on our minds, when our minds, as we drive to church or we go to work or we're wandering through our house or we're trying to go to sleep and there's more than one thing on our mind, Our scripture reading today from Isaiah, as well as one from the Gospel of John, the first couple of verses, reminds us, where do we turn? Who is it that wishes, hopes, gives, loves, surrounds us with the desire that our lives should be of faith, of joy, of home, of laughter, of love, of food. It is the God who created us. It is the God who sent Jesus. So when we get all chaotic, you know, like when I walk my dog, the whole world could be doing something around me, but all I'm paying attention to is the dog. Why? Because he's an 85-pound boxer, and he might choose to go this way or that. I'm inviting us for our eyes to lift, our hearts to lift, as we spend this time together in worship, knowing that calm and trust and Holy Spirit healing that we don't even always understand comes from the God who gave us life. Let's pray. Oh, Lord, on this journey, this journey of going here and there and everywhere, up at night taking care of babies or small children or pets, around about with children, grown and small. We sometimes are people of chaos. So bring us here, Lord. Bring us here that we may understand that you are our way, our truth, and our light. In Jesus' name. Amen. Sure, as you heard me say, we are thrilled to be celebrating a baptism this morning, so I'm going to ask David and Kristen 
and uh, Catherine come up as well as the godparents and we are going to welcome a new sister in faith this morning. So all of you stand over there please and I will stay here. Pressure of the spotlight, huh? (laughs) Brothers and sisters in Christ, through the sacrament of baptism, we are initiated into God's holy church, which is not simply the here and now, but is also into whatever church and faith community we find ourselves in. We are incorporated into God's mighty acts of salvation and given new birth through water and the spirit. All of this is God's gift given to us without price. Today we come together as Catherine's family, godparents, and friends to, sacrament, to celebrate the sacrament of holy baptism. Let's pray. Gracious God, every child is a miracle of love, and today we thank you for the miracle of Catherine. Hold her in the gentleness of your hands and in the family bonds of patient love. May this little girl grow in the way of faith, grow to be close to you, close to her grandparents, godparents, family, and forever close to her mother and father. Let her be aware of your tender care and your righteous calling on her life. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Now, David, Kristen, and Catherine have an amazing support system, and all of you who are present for them even those who are not present in person, are an incredible way of helping this family. Each of you is prayed for, supported, comforted, and encouraged David and Kristen as they have become parents. You have loved them through hope, through anxiety, through lack of sleep, and times of celebration. And that journey will forever be a part of Catherine's story as a part of a very special family and friends. And so as their support system, as their grandparents, godparents, and friends, do you promise to surround them with love, inspire them with faith, and support David and Kristen as they raise Catherine? Will you pray for their marriage, their parenting, and their family? If you will do whatever you can to support this awesome calling, will you all say yes? Let us offer a prayer for each and every one who loves this little girl. Heavenly Father, you have given Catherine to this family and to so many others. We thank you for her. Lord, bless everyone with enthusiasm for this relationship. Bless us with patience as David and Kristen parent Catherine and have loving patience with Catherine always. Bless us with stories of faith. Let us share you and your love with Catherine that she might grow to know you through those who love her. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And now, as part of our faith tradition, it's time for me to ask all of you some things. Okay? And so this is where we believe that God comes into this space because you make promises on behalf of her as she enters into this life of faith. On behalf of the whole Christian church, Do you come with your whole hearts before God, your family, your children, these witnesses and people of faith, 
And do you promise to reject all that is evil in this world? If so, say, we do. Do you accept the freedom and power God gives you to resist all that is evil, all injustice and oppression in whatever forms they present themselves? If so, say, we do. Do you confess your belief in God the Creator, Jesus Christ, God's Son and our Savior, and to be the best, the best of your ability to put your trust in God's grace and promise to be faithful to God? If so, say we do. Will you, as Catherine's parents and godparents, nurture her in Christ's holy church, that by your teaching and your example, she may be guided to the point in this life where she accepts God's grace for herself, professes her faith openly, and agrees to live a Christian life? If so, say we will. Okay, so now it's your turn. (laughs) Will you, the members and friends of the Pendleton Center United Methodist Church, make every attempt to support David, Kristen, and Catherine in providing a Christian upbringing for this little girl? When she is here in church, in childcare, or just running around, will you help her learn about God, the Bible, and how to learn how welcome she is in Christ's holy church? If so, say we will. Let us pray. Eternal Father, you have always brought forth water for your people. You created the world in the waters that nourish us. You sent the living water through Christ and your spirit. Pour out your Holy Spirit to bless this water and Catherine, who will be baptized with it. Clothe her in righteousness throughout her entire life, that this day, being claimed by you as a part of this household of faith, she will be marked forever with the sign of eternal life. All praise to you, Eternal Father, through your Son, Jesus Christ, who with you and the Holy Spirit reigns forever. Amen. Okay. (laughs) As we said, pressure of the spotlight. I know, right? It's very sunny over there. Oh, my goodness, it's so sunny over there. Let's turn this way. Okay? That way, I'll deal with the sunshine. That okay? All right. What name is given this child? Catherine Louise, I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. All right, come with me for one more second. This is the fun part, yes? I know, they're back there. How about you look at them real quick? Okay. (laughs) I know, right? That's all for you. That's your church family. Isn't that exciting? Yes, let's go back tomorrow. And so, for all of you to show the baptism and record it, we have her certificate of baptism, we have a starter Bible for her, and a story. Okay? And so, let's, let's again all welcome this sister in faith. <laughs> Come on down here for a minute. Because we're going to let Bob do his thing. <laughs> Let's shift it a little more to the middle. Yeah, there we go. (laughs) 
It's amazing the way God moves in our lives, and we celebrate God's movement in so many different ways. We express our love for God in so many different ways. We come now to our time of sharing together, time where we give back a little bit of what God has given to us to continue God's work and mission in the world. We have a special mission moment today as we're focused on our back-to-school ministry. You'll notice in your bulletin there is a special envelope for that. So we ask you on top of your regular giving to the church to consider supporting that particular mission. Let the Spirit move in your heart today as we all give.
Lord God, you have modeled for us in so many different ways that love is made real in what we do, not just how we feel or what we say. So, Lord, let our actions demonstrate our love, one of those acts being how we share with you what you have shared with us. Please receive these gifts as they go to the honor and the glory of your name. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, we pray. Amen. Please take your seats. We now come to our time of prayer, time of conversation with God, where we lay down those things that are heavy on our hearts, as well as share some of the great ways God is moving and has brought us joy. Does anyone have anything they'd like to lay before the body this morning before we pray together? Mike. Indeed, won't he do it? Last minute. All right. If you didn't hear that, Mike shared that his friend Greg, who has been in our prayer list for a long time, received the liver transplant that he needed. And it was pretty close to the no finish line, right? Yes, that's our God at work, isn't it? So we praise God for that. What else? All right. If there's nothing else we want to share today, then let us open our hearts. Go to God together. Holy and almighty God, your people come before you today worshiping your holy name. We know that you are the one who has shown us the way. And Lord, we come knowing that your way is the way, the right way, the holy way, the true way. Give us the strength to continue to walk in it because we have seen as we have walked through this life that your ways are better than the ways of the world. We know that you continue to show us your truth. You continue to show us that these thoughts, these ways of living and being lead to better places than the ways and promises of the world. For all the ways in which we have known your beauty, we see this great and beautiful day, even though rain has come to nourish us. We know what happens when we don't have it. We know we have seen the laughter of friends, the joy of being together. And in those times, we know that you lift us up and remind us that this is the better way. That the purity of love, love shared between friends, love shared between partners, love shared in a community. We are grateful, Lord, that we don't have to walk this path alone. Thank you for showing us that your way is the way and better than the ways of the world. So, Lord, we come to you today. Because you have told us we can bring our heart's desire. And we lay them before you. And we come this morning with much on our hearts. Some that has been shared, some that has been not shared. We certainly praise you for the work in Greg's life. Continuing to pray for his healing. For all of those we know who are hurting. All of those who are in hospitals. Those who are in care those who are healing at home. Lord, we pray that we will see your hand at work. Restore them to health and wholeness. We pray for those professionals who are taking care of them, doctors, nurses, and others who lend their skills as vehicles for your work. And Lord, for those who are providing comfort, for those who love them and support them 
be the well of strength inside them that they need, that they may represent your love in true and holy ways. Lord God, for those who are grieving today, whose hearts are hurting, because someone whom they wish was present is no longer physically there, we know that you and you alone can put back the pieces of the broken heart. So restore those souls. Heal those hearts as only you can as they continue to move into their new day. For those who need your wisdom and guidance, for those who are looking to take a step, those who need a question answered, continue to reveal yourself and your wisdom in the ways that matter, that help them follow you wherever you would lead. Let your voice be clear. Among the noise of the world, let your way be revealed to them. And Lord, for the problems that are bigger than each of us, for the hunger we know exists around us, for the deep need for people to solve problems, whether they be financial, whether it be for housing. Let us hear the cries for justice in different communities. Let us indeed be the body of Christ that brings your truth in your way to those places where it is not being seen. Lord, we follow you wherever you would call us to go. We go faithfully and lovingly following the example of our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. In his holy name we pray. Amen. Good morning. Today's scripture is from the book of Isaiah, chapter 65, verses 17 through 25, and it is taken from the message. Pay close attention now. I'm creating new heavens and a new earth. All the earlier troubles, chaos, and pain are things of the past to be forgotten. Look ahead with joy. Anticipate what I'm creating. I'll create Jerusalem as sheer joy, create my people as pure delight. I'll take joy in Jerusalem, take delight in my people. No more sounds of weeping in the city, no cries of anguish, no more babies dying in the cradle or old people who don't enjoy a full lifetime. One hundredth birthdays will be considered normal. Anything less will seem like a cheat. They'll build houses and move in. They'll plant fields and eat what they grow. No more building a house that some outsider takes over. No more planting fields that some en enemy confiscates. For my people will be as long-lived as trees. My chosen ones will have satisfaction in their work. They won't work and have nothing come of it. They won't have children snatched out from under them. For they themselves are plantings blessed by God. With their children and grandchildren, likewise God blessed. Before they call out, I'll answer. Before they've finished speaking, I'll have heard. Wolf and lamb will graze the same meadow. Lion and ox eat straw from the same, straw, from the same trough. But snakes, they'll get a diet of dirt. Neither animal nor human will hurt or kill anywhere on my holy mountain, says the Lord. 
This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. It might help to have a bit of a history lesson. What's going on here? Why do we hear these words about the people of Israel? If we go back a few years or more, the people of Israel, the Jews, were um, taken into slavery by the people of Egypt. They were sent to, they were here in the city and they were making bricks out of straw. They lost their homes. They lost everything as they were put into slavery and lived a life of desperation. Then Moses was finally allowed to take them out of Egypt and go to the promised land, to the land of milk and honey. Years went by, and some of the people came back. Not a lot, but some of them came back, and they expected it to be like a homecoming because now they're free. They're not slaves anymore, but when they come back, what they find is that the city is in ruins. Their houses, whatever they used to be, were gone. The temple has been destroyed. There's nothing left there for them. So the words from Isaiah, the words from God, are words that are like the balm of Gilead. Because in the midst of chaos and destruction, they are hearing the words, I am creating new heavens, new earth. The chaos and the pain and the troubles of the past will be the past. It's a new day. These words became so much of a handle, a lifeline, a place to hang on to. We know sometimes how desperately people need this. I think about in the Gospel of John, in those first words. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was with God. And the Word became light, and the light could not be extinguished. And in the light, there would be no darkness, for no extinguishing of the light. And the light was who? Jesus. So we have in the Old Testament and Isaiah and in the Gospel of John the proclamation of good news that goes forever. From the history of the beginning of creation, God created the world and there was light and darkness. And in the Gospel of John, we hear that the light will overcome the darkness. Now, we've been through... A few years, haven't we? Haven't we been through a few years of looking for light in the darkness, looking for healing in the midst of pain, looking for resurrection in the midst of death and trying times? Anybody been there? Like these last few years, you've been there? We've all been there. It's been a time when things have gotten chaotic. Things have been chaotic with everything from How do people die? Where do people die? Are they surrounded by the people they love? 
to birthday parties that couldn't be celebrated except online, to worship that was online every week for months, to a time when we try to figure out what is this new thing? What is this new path that God is leading us to and on? And I'm mindful of if we go back to the people of Israel, he says, I'll create Jerusalem as sheer joy, create my people as pure delight. No more sounds of weeping in the city, no cries of anguish. And it goes on to talk about no more building a home that somebody else will take and move into. No more planting food and having to give it to someone else because they take possession of it. No more slavery, hostility. No more being captive to the demands and the harsh treatment of others. Is that just for the people that Isaiah is speaking to? Is the Bible as we know it, is the Old Testament for the old people? And I don't mean us old people, whoever of us considers themselves old. I mean, is the Word of God in the Old Testament just that? Is it old? Is it old news? Because the reality is, is that we are just as desperate for the promise of the people of Israel we're desperate for. Show us a way. Show us a way, oh God, because we get distracted. We get distracted down the roads of dementia, of Medicare, of disability, of jobs that we used to think we knew. Think of our educators who used to have a sense so clearly as to their jobs as teachers of young and middle and higher education students who wonder sometimes now, what, is it, what are they called to and how do they function? We hear teachers wondering, go back, don't go back, it's chaos. We have people who find themselves entering into new chapters of life. And wait, did I learn this language? Did I learn this language of marriage, of having a brand new baby that doesn't talk and tell, you know, Catherine doesn't tell her parents, this is what I need, I don't need that. We go through chapters of change where parents and grandparents age and need different kinds of care. We go through different chapters where our bodies don't do what we used to be able to just tell them to do. Right? Am I right? The distractions of this world. I am mindful that the Isaiah reading talks about, I will hear them before they even call. I will answer their prayers before they even have left their lips. And then again from the gospel of John, what came into being through the word was life, and the life was the light for all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness doesn't extinguish the light. Now, 
you hear in those words. You hear in the words from Isaiah, it doesn't say there won't be darkness. It doesn't say there won't be trouble. It doesn't say that there won't be times when we find ourselves a little beaten down, a little bedraggled, a little bit of, can't we just go back to bed or take a nap or sit and watch something that's maybe mindless? I found the NCIS channel, (laughs) just so you know, at Matt's house. I found it. Darkness comes, tragedy comes, confusion comes, financial trouble comes, worries about the future come. But these scripture readings, the truth of God's word, tell us that she'll sleep. And there will be hope. Because nobody can take away the hope that comes when we believe that the same God who worked through Isaiah to tell the people, people, don't give up. Build, rebuild, believe in the future. Maybe if your optimism over the last few years has gotten a little wrinkled, a little tarnished, a little rusty, the time has come to brush it off. The time has come to brush it off and stand it up straight and remember that when you wake up in the morning, there is purpose and power in your life. That when you wake up in the morning and before you realize, oh, it aches, or what did I do yesterday, or I'm telling, do you call her Katie or Catherine? Katie, Katie, we'll be there in a minute. Just, just one more minute. That this life that we have is precious. As I was working on this message, one of the things that kept going around in my mind are the words of the, an old, old hymn. On Christ the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. All other ground is sinking sand. Maybe there are places that you step that get a little squishy, that get a little soft. Maybe those are the running away places. Maybe those are the God is done with us kind of places. Or maybe those are the just I've I've had and I'm tired of it, whatever it is how people do things, the fact that people don't do things the same way as I would do things, gets a little squishy over there. Till we remember that if we step over here, where we know, but we sometimes lose track of, that God gives us a way. God gives us a way. God gave a way in the old and the old and the old and in the new. God gave us a way and said to us, I give you a Savior who is Christ the Lord, who is born, who lived, who healed, who guided, who taught new things, things that people were like, I'm not doing it that way. That's not the way we've done it. And Jesus said, 
It's a new day. It's a day to look at our neighbor, look at whoever we are and wherever we are and who we're with and say, thanks be to God that you are in my life. Thanks be to God that we get to walk this road together. And thanks be to God that God has a new and next plan for this church, for these people, for all of us. A place and a way and a road of hope and not disappointment. A road and a path that is bright and full of good things for all people. A road that's built on the faith and the foundation of those who have gone before us. Because you know, those people in Israel, when they came back and it was all in ruins, they could still see the outlines of the foundations. They could still see the remnants of the glory of the days when they lived with great abundance and fulfillment and worshipped the God that they believed in. The God they believed in didn't give up on them, not ever, not for a minute, and will not give up on us. So maybe the language that you're trying to understand comes from being in a desperate place. We all know what it feels like sometimes to be in a desperate place. Two years ago today, our Charlie went into surgery to replace his aorta. You have stories like that, where the land gets really rocky, and we don't know what to expect. We don't know how things are going to turn out. When people we love are hurt or hurting, where our relationships are stressed and struggling, we know those places. We know those places. And I am reminded, reminded, that as Sue sang, as the deer pants, so we look for God. And I am convinced that on Christ the solid rock I stand. There is no other way for me but to stand on that solid rock and proclaim that God sent Jesus to be my Savior and to be the Savior of the world. God sent his Holy Spirit to bring healing to Charlie's heart, to your hearts, even in the darkness and the brokenness. So remember, remember that when you're feeling like you want to be anywhere but here, when you're feeling like you want to go home or you want community and you're trying to find your way, this is the way. This is the way. We are on the way. Thanks be to God. Amen. Let's prepare our hearts as we come to the Lord's table. For those of you who may be new to us, the responses to prayers will be projected, and we invite you to open your heart and to follow along with us as we 
prepare to receive the sacrament. I ask you today, do you want Jesus to walk with you on this life's journey? Come to the table, for he is here. The water of this blue planet connects us all. No matter where we live on earth, water is life. All beings need life-giving water. We know this water to also be a sign of our faith. It is the water that the Israelites crossed in order to move toward freedom. It is the water that we encounter in baptism that moves us forward into discipleship with Christ. Let us pray. Merciful God, we confess that we have not loved you with our whole hearts and have not loved our neighbors as ourselves through what we have done and left undone. Forgive us when we create boundaries of us and them and assume scarcity where you offer abundance. Guide us as we seek to turn around toward greater love. Lead us to travel in your ways. Amen. Know this. There is a spring of life that flows through creation and is available to all. When we need it the most. In the midst of our fear, Jesus calls us to be a new creation. He is our constant companion, inviting us to reach out to one another traveling together toward the kingdom of love. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. Amen. The peace of the risen Christ is with you. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord, our God. God of grace, it is a right and a good and joyful thing, always and everywhere, to give thanks to you. Your delight filled the skies and land with colors beyond the spectrum of our knowing. Your playful creating offered up humankind with such diversity that we cannot comprehend it. Your breath left waters frothy, and lungs exploding with the power of life and prophetic utterance. Yet, we back away from such promise, unable to claim your love as ours. But here you meet us. Speak to us once again. You are always faithful, always present in this body and in this body. And so together we proclaim the praise-filled truth of your glory along with all the saints. Holy, holy, holy Lord of hosts, blessed are they who come in your name. Heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Holy are you, and blessed is your Son, Jesus Christ. He proclaimed freedom for the bound, justice for the oppressed, grace for the lost, and love for the prodigal. By the power of this message and the surprise of resurrection in the face of death, The world is immersed again in the baptism of love and redemption. Through the life and ministry of Jesus, we can imagine and live into a kingdom of love.
on the night in which he gave himself up for us. Jesus took the bread. He gave thanks to you. He broke the bread. And he gave it to his disciples and said, take and eat. This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And when the supper was over, he took the cup. He gave thanks to you. And he gave it to his disciples. And he said, drink from this, all of you. For this is my blood, sign of the new covenant, which is poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Every time that you drink it, do this in remembrance of me. And so we remember, we offer ourselves, we claim a new freedom in this truth. Christ has died, Christ has risen, Christ will come again. Pour out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here and on these gifts of bread and cup. Make them be for us the vision of your reign realized, so that we may be for the world your dream come true. By your Spirit, open us to each other and to the world, making us one in you, through Christ, in the power of your redeeming grace. And now let us pray together the prayer that Jesus taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. those serving this morning, please join us.
The table is prepared, and our Lord calls us all. All literally means all. All are welcome at Christ's table. You don't have to be a member of the church. You don't have to be baptized or have done something special. This is Jesus' gift given because he is worthy, not because we are. We ask you to use the center aisle, come to the front, receive your elements from a server, and then exit by the sides. A server will hand you a piece of bread. Please take that piece of bread, then move to the cup, dip it into the cup, and receive both elements together. If you would prefer to receive prepackaged elements, simply ask one of the servers. They will give them to you. There's a gluten-free station on this side of the sanctuary, if that is your preference or your need. Please come as the Spirit beckons.
in the midst of whatever we may encounter in this lifetime, God says he hears us, he guides us, he leads us, and he's with us always. So even as we wholly lean on Jesus' name, we know in this body of Christ that we also lean on each other. So we pulled out one of your favorites, leaning on the everlasting arms. I'm going to invite you to stand and warn you not to knock anybody over. from this place, may you be blessed by knowing the light and the life and the hope and the love of Jesus the Christ. Go in peace. Go in comfort. Go knowing that you have a Lord to lean on. Amen.